squeezed together, swamped by an oversized suit. He looked younger than his twelve years. His eyes were pink-rimmed and his nose was running, perhaps a combination of grief along with his plethora of allergies. I was tempted to reach out and push back the coffee-colored curls falling over his eyes, but I didn't trust myself to move even an inch. I was holding my breath and tensing every muscle into a coil. If I let go, even for just a second, I was scared I'd break into a thousand pieces. I was sort of like Humpty Dumpty. I might have been put back together, but nothing was in the right place. I would never be whole again. The funeral service was almost over, and the reverend was sweating beneath his heavy black vestments. I watched a bead of sweat swell at his temple and meander down to disappear behind his left ear. Out of the corner of my eye, I sneaked a look at my dad. Over six feet tall and lanky, he sat at an awkward angle, spilling out of his chair like he wasn't sure how to arrange his limbs. I'd never seen him look so lost. His broad hands gripped his knees so tightly, the knuckles had turned white. And every intake of breath was an effort, like he had to keep reminding himself to breathe. It made me wonder how he was going to get through the rest of the day. But right now, I had a bigger problem on my hands. The ghost stood not more than 20 feet away from me. At first, I refused to acknowledge her, throwing only a cursory glance in her direction, hoping my indifference might drive her away. I held myself ramrod straight and fixed my eyes on the newly dug cavity in the ground, waiting like a hungry mouth. It was strange to think that from now on this spot would hold the physical remains of my mother. The thought made me slightly dizzy, and my throat constricted to the point where I wanted to gasp for air. I found myself thinking about the casket rotting away until it finally collapsed in on itself, granting access to whatever parasites lived in the damp earth. My whole body started to tremble. I quickly averted my eyes. Those kind of morbid thoughts weren't going to help anyone. I needed to stay strong for Rory and Dad. If I didn't, who would take care of them? Only when the casket was in place did my father let out a soft, shuddering breath. His face was an open book, proclaiming his loss. But who could blame him? My parents had always believed their relationship was strong enough to weather any storm. Except death, I guessed. As the reverend's voice droned on, hollow and comfortless, I watched the gray clouds gather overhead. I let my eyes flicker to where the ghost stood. From across the well-worn path that separated us, she kept her own silent vigil. It was so brazen, the way she stood there in broad daylight, even though we both knew she wasn't alive. She was in the original part of the cemetery, where most of the railings were rusted and eroded, half buried in the earth. Around her, cracked headstones sat crookedly, like bad teeth. The woman clearly didn't belong to my world. She was dressed in black from head to toe, including the ruched bonnet framing her sallow face. Beneath it, her hair was parted severely in the center and wound in a bun so tight the veins in her temple throbbed. 
The bunch of wildflowers she clutched was already beginning to wilt, as if everything in her presence quickly lost the will to live. I didn't need a second look to know that this was not a happy ghost. Then again, the ones left behind to haunt the earth rarely are. You could always tell from the look in their eyes that they were restless and troubled. Maybe their lives ended tragically. Maybe they had unfinished business. Or maybe they were just never able to let go. As a child, I assumed everyone could see them. It was years before I realized I was alone in my abilities. I would sometimes wonder, why me? Who singled me out and decided I'd be up to the task? These were not questions anyone could answer, so I simply learned to live with my little quirk, hoping that one day everything would finally make sense.